How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Thanks so much for joining us on this chilly Saturday in January. Quick update on the football game. Texans lead the Browns 24-14. C.J. Stroud, the Houston quarterback, three touchdowns in the first half, and that is an NFL rookie record. Texans lead the Browns 24-14. to We'll have another scoreboard update with the weather at the bottom of the hour. Right now, we're going to talk something very important. When it gets cold, you need heat in these parts. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we thought it would be perfect timing to visit with our friend Eric Asselson from KNS Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical uh, here in the Twin Cities and serving the Rochester area. And Eric, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I'm sure all your techs are really busy right now. They, they sure are. Uh, this is the kind of weather that, you know, we we always, in some ways, we hope for it keeps our guys busy, um, but we know that it it means a lot of um, a lot of units not heating the houses the way that they should be, and that's where we can help out. Yeah, and one of the things we we talk about in the spring is uh, getting ready for the cooling season in the fall, getting ready for the heating season. You know how it goes. People put it off. They don't do their preventative maintenance, and then when when the units high demand no doubt i i know in our house uh, it gets really cold and windy like this you know the the furnace is running a ton it is it runs a ton um whether you have a a really high efficient furnace or or one of the older ones that's a little bit less efficient it's going to run very very consistently and just like on a long road trip that can make that unit um you know work harder and, and sometimes it can fail yeah, and that, that that's why that preventative maintenance, uh, really, spring and fall is a good idea. You know, spring, uh, getting the AC ready to go, and then ultimately in the fall, getting the unit, uh, heating unit done. Um, typically, once they run, and, and I've heard this, and I, and I wanted to have you sort this out, if this is an old wives' tale or not, that generally when it gets really cold and the furnace is running all the time, that's okay because once they run they stay running um i i've found over the years with, with our furnace that when we get through a cold stretch and temps moderate a little bit and it's not running as much that's when the problems come up when it kind of goes back to that more normal runs for a while shuts down for a while it, 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 am i crazy to think that 
<laughs> no, I mean, nothing. Uh, nothing's off the table as far as the timing of when um, a unit can fail. And, and when I say that, there's, there's that whole furnace unit, right? There's so many working components inside of there. Um, some of the components are, are going to fail just due to time, degradation. Some are going to fail due to high demand and operation. <clears throat> and then some are going to feel like you said, you know, a lot of wives' tales are, are somewhat true. Um, once they've kind of been used and been utilized and, and maybe making something a little, uh, this is the technical term, off kilter, um, where that unit can maybe fail after it's been kind of used and abused during those really, really cold times, um, we see it all. And, you know, going back to that, that conversation that you had about the preventative maintenance, it is, it is always a smart idea. But we see units that have failed sometimes with and sometimes without preventative maintenance uh, recently. And that cold weather and, and using that system um, can, can make a lot of things happen. And we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of seasons where that unit's going to be fully operational for the whole season. It, it kind of, um, it's the luck of the draw sometimes. And, by the way, we want to open up our talk and text line if you have a question uh, for Eric from KNS uh, about your furnace and uh, what's going on in your house. By all means, give us a call. And here we are in the coldest stretch so far this winter, and it's typically the coldest stretch uh, between now and, say, early February is, is on average, our, our coldest weather of the winter. And that number, again, 651 nine two two six um filter changes we talk about it all the time when we visit and we visited with brian Keene as well from knS filters are a huge deal and it, it's one of those where you, you know if you forgot and now all of a sudden we're talking about it on the radio is is it one of those things you can change on the fly absolutely yeah they're um you can you can get in the uh, get in the sleigh and get out in this uh, in the snow and, and grab yourself a filter at any local hardware store. Um, we have them available. Um, all of our technicians are putting them in right now. Uh, we see that that often uh, during this usage, and it just started a couple days ago, being that higher demand. But in in this high usage, as that air flows throughout your house with that furnace fan, it's gonna. And pulling a lot of that debris, that that furnace filter is meant to protect your unit um, more than it is to filter out the air. That's a little added bonus there. But as it protects your unit, um, it can have a lot of debris in there. And uh, when that debris gets stuck in there, it causes your unit to, um, you know, worst case scenario, it can shut down with some of the safety switches in there that doesn't allow the air to flow. And then, you know, the, the lesser... Um, importance is going to be that that efficiency you know as it gets more debris on it it can reduce the efficiency of a, of a standard or even a high efficiency furnace as well all right so when changing the filter if it's been a while and someone's saying yeah i haven't done that uh i don't remember the last time i've done it do, do you want to make sure you shut the furnace off because like i say ours is running all the time right now or, or can you just pop it out quick and slide in the new one and you're all right? You know, we've seen when that fan is running, uh, depending on the furnace filter itself and, and the furnace filter rack, um, we've seen that that unit could maybe get pulled in. The, the best case scenario is to do it um, when the power is shut off to it. Most furnaces have um, either a light switch that's attached to that furnace 
or oh, sure. you can shut off that power at the breaker as well. That's the safe, <clears throat> the safe way to do it, and it also ensures that you're putting it in in the right way. And then you want to check it when that furnace does come back in and just make sure that it's seated in there exactly how you put it in. Um, that's the safe way to do it. And if you're losing out on two, three minutes of heat, that's okay, too. It's going to run through that proper safety cycle as it starts back up. Um, but, of course, you know, you want to watch that filter, and, and, and a lot of people will label them as well. Uh, for me in my house, um, I don't have a, um, a super thick filter. I just have one of those one-inch filters, and so I make sure that I mark those off. I change them once a month. And, you know, getting some of those a uh, little bit on the, on the cheaper side of filters also helps that airflow as well. And if, if you're not a fan of a, of a Sharpie marker, um, you can also utilize some of the people that have smart thermostats. Um, can, it can also set up a reminder then to remind oh. you every 30 days to change out that filter. You can set it to a different time frame on some of, those, uh, some of those new thermostats. As people are getting more and more into those smart thermostats, um, it can become very helpful if you're like me and forget. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is one of those where I, I, I keep a couple on hand and um, kind of with, with the change of the season, I, I have the thicker filter uh, in, sure. and a bigger filter, a 20 by 25 and a four inch. And I just keep an extra one on hand and kind of when the seasons change, I, I, I swap those out. But But whatever you do. Filters certainly a big deal, and we bring it up every time, whether whether we're in the cooling season or the heating season. By the way, Eric Hasson joining us from KNS Heating here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And if you have a question for him, send a text six five one four six one nine two two six. And here's a good one, and it, it comes up every time, uh, no matter what time of year it is. Is running the blower constantly a good idea? In other words, leaving the fan on. I like it for more even consistent temperatures um, for for all types of, of furnaces. Now, if if you're one of those few, and there's there's still a bunch of people out there that still have the old style of blower motor, um, the recommendation is that, that you can kind of have that on auto. Um, you'll spend a few extra dollars to have it on. But if you've gotten a furnace in the last maybe 10 to 15 years, most of those new blower motors are ECM blower motors. And so they're a lot more efficient to run. And some of them can even run it at varying speeds. Okay, we call it cubic feet per minute or CFM. And so when you're utilizing those upgraded blower motors, they're so much more cost effective. They can save you hundreds of dollars each year and... The idea behind those ECMs is that when we install that furnace, it's going to run. It's never going to stop running. It just changes the speed based on the needs of the house. And so that's when you definitely want to leave that fan set to on. And the furnace will will augment that speed on its own to give you the right amount of airflow for that minute that day. That's becoming much more popular um, as as people are swapping out their, their older style uh, units, you know, there's there's not a lot of cars out there with uh, you know with carburetors, and there's becoming less and less of those old PSC motors, and, and more and more of the ECM. It's kind of the future. It's very uh, very helpful for for a lot of homes and a lot of uh, a lot of pocketbooks. So generally, leaving the fan on and have it circulating air twenty four seven is a 
good idea. Generally, if you have an older blower, you may want to consider the cost of of doing that. One other thing I wanted to bring up before the break, and, and we'll certainly come back with more uh, with with Eric from KNS, and that is humidity control. Um, I I hadn't checked the uh, furnace humidifier. There's there's one on the side of our furnace, and the air flows into it, and there's a pad, and water runs through it, and got to change that pad. And, of course, it's been so mild I didn't even think about it. And then I'm like, oh, it's going to get cold, and the furnace is going <laughs> to run a ton, and it's going to get really dry in the house. So I, I was uh, I was fooling around with that a little bit, got the pad changed out, got it up and running. But humidity control is a big deal, and, and, and this is something you need to monitor. You, you, you don't want too much in the house when it's really cold. Very true. And a lot of the newer humidifiers actually uh, will have a, a limit on there. It'll stop you uh, from putting too much humidity in. Um, anything above that 50% of relative humidity uh, has the potential for growing some mold. And so we typically tell people to go to their comfort level. Uh, me personally, I like it at 32%. That's kind of my go-to in my home. Um, but some people like a little bit more. And and again, as we go into the relative part of the relative humidity, um, sometimes it can take a few days to add to that humidity level, um, and it can also take a few days to dissipate as well. I think that if, if people are seeing any sort of um, you know, condensation on their windows in some of those corners, if they're seeing any sort of water uh, beating up on those windows, that's probably a good sign where they can back that off a little bit. Um, back off that percentage of humidity in the home. But humidity control is, is very, very nice to have in the home. Great for the, for the furniture, uh, the wood. Um, it keeps your, uh, keeps your shock level down, too, so you're not, you're not touching a, a pet and they're not getting a shock from you and they think you have superpowers. Always a nice thing to have. Yeah, and Eric, when you do a new install, when you put in a new furnace and air conditioning system, is that onboard humidity unit, always part of the deal is it is it typical now that that's installed because really it hangs on the side of the furnace is the one i've got yeah and it, and it really should be it's the best thing to do for your home um it, it helps out the system uh there are some homeowners out there that when we when we replace a, a furnace and ac system um they've recently had one put on so if there's one there that's working it's operating uh they're very simple units and, it, and they can continue to operate. But if there isn't one on there, then we definitely like to to suggest, uh, strongly suggest <laughs> that you have one put in. And, um, you know, if you haven't had one in your house, you maybe don't know what you're missing. Um, having that in there can really, really help the air quality. Um, if you're something like me with allergies, uh, that can very much help out as well. It kind of help those, those dry noses, dry throats around this time of year when the temperature drops. And a lot of that humidity is is uh, is not so much in the air outside. That's for sure. Yeah, and it beats hauling water to the humidifier and fooling around with the pads or the other things or 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 or, or cleaning those. Uh, much easier to deal with when it's automatic. Hey, quick break. We'll come back and we'll have more with Eric from KNS in a moment. And by the way, if you have a question for him, there's there's plenty of time. You can reach out on the CCO Talk and text line 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is cold. January has arrived in these parts, and 
Uh, pleased to be joined by Eric Aslison, uh Metro Area Manager, KNS Heating, serving uh, the Twin Cities in Rochester. And from the text line, and we, 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 we've got a few here, and I want to get those in, Eric, if possible. Um, I have a newer house with an attached garage. The garage seems really tightly sealed, meaning I get excessive humidity on the windows, and they get iced up or very wet. Um, is that something where some sort of exhaust fan, or is there any way to manage that in a garage? That's a really good question. Um, I actually haven't uh, haven't come across that before. Uh, there are different types of air exchange systems uh, that we utilize in homes, attics, uh, many different places. And so that can definitely be something that, that we can look at as far as getting in some sort of air exchange to, to deal with that humidity in that garage. Um, often with, a, with an insulated garage like that, we do see a lot of homeowners that are choosing to put in a garage heater, um, potentially partially to help that exact reason. Um, and so we definitely have those available. There's a multitude of different garage heaters that can go in there. Um, one of the newer ones that we've been uh, doing recently with the new uh, the new really awesome heat pumps out there, uh, which is essentially just an air conditioner run in reverse, we've seen some people do some, some heat pumps in their garages, uh, not necessarily to make it roasty-toasty in there, but to, uh, to get it to that really comfortable level. Um, that could be a big help for those kind of situations. Yeah, and that that is that is a dream. Uh, my my mom and dad have heat in their garage, and it's insulated, and it's just perfect. They they don't keep it seventy five degrees, but to just have the car in the garage fifty degrees on a day like today is huge. Yeah, and it's um you know it's not as expensive as as people think. If they have those insulated garage, it's it's a really nice thing to have. Um, you know, we'd be happy to come check that out for you. And look at that, but that's that's definitely a good possibility. And once again, we talked about KNS uh, here in the cities in Rochester. How, how far do you venture out of the Twin Cities? We have something uh, in, in on our text line about that. How how far out do you go? You know, we're the we're the greater part of the Twin Cities um, and, and the greater part of Rochester, and that's that's a pretty uh, broad statement, I guess, as I say it, but. You know, we, we venture all the way out to uh, to Hutchinson for some calls. We're, we're in New Ulm and Mankato sometimes as well. Wow. Um, you know, out, outer parts of, of Rochester as well. Um, there's there's a lot of projects that we work on that, um, you know, we're, we're happy to get out to and go a little bit further. Um, they can definitely call our, our number during uh, – uh, during normal business hours, um, and, and you know we can kind of look that up and, and get you the exact area. But we're um, if, if you're asking, it's it's a good possibility that we'd come out to you. All right, uh, Eric. A couple other things that that have come up, and I want to get to real quick before we run out of time and have the weather coming up here at five thirty. And one of those is duct cleaning. Um, we we've brought it up before. Number one, is it a good idea? Will will your air conditioning and heating run better, um, and then beyond it, if it is a good idea, how often should you do it? We recommend once a year. Okay. Um, and, you know, if, if, um, if there's any sort of, sort of allergies in the home, if there's any sort of pets, um, a lot of times those two go hand in hand, if you're like me. <laughs> and um, 
you know, once a year is a great idea to get that done. If you haven't had it in a number of years, we can really show you the value in that with uh, with what's taken out of those ducts as well. Um, but it, it helps the system. Uh, as we were talking about the filters earlier on with me in this conversation, um, yeah. that can really help the filter uh, as far as not not get so clumped up. Um, when you're noticing those big clumps in there, sometimes that's a great sign that, that you could use a duct cleaning. Um, and that's, you know, just one of those maintenance things that, that we don't always think about, but, you know, think of it as, as vacuuming or dusting your floor. Um, it's something that can, that can really help out. And then uh, there's uh, been this thought that in the winter you should be running your, your thermostat at a at a certain level that maybe you should turn it down to 68 degrees or whatever and at night turn it down to 62 what's your thought on that as an hvac guy um or is it all get to personal comfort kind of like you know the the humidity you get a feel for it what you're comfortable with is in general there they're a spot you should set. I know there's there's some people. I know my grandma and grandpa uh, kept their house really cold in the winter because they were trying to save a few bucks, and and I get that. Yeah, and and back back then, and you know, even twenty thirty years ago, when when yeah. homes were built, there wasn't as much insulation in the house. So here's my general take on that: is that you set that thermostat to your comfort and what you like. A lot of the newer homes, um, a lot of people have upgraded their insulation. What it really comes down to is that that dissipation of heat from the house. Now, as we're talking about temperatures of, of zero degrees with, with wind chills, that wind can really pull that heat away from the home and dissipate that heat in your home a little bit faster. But with, um, you know, that, that person who had just texted in about their garage being insulated, newer home, I, I would imagine that if they keep it at that comfort level, uh, they may have a lot less heat uh, dissipation from the home than a home that was maybe built in the 60s. And so the, the, the comfort level in your house, I would, I would never want to tell people to be, to be uncomfortable. Um, but with the, the new, more efficient homes, uh, we have up to a 99% efficient furnace um, out there on the market, which means that for every dollar you spend on gas, only one penny is is being exhausted um, as as waste throughout your house. The rest of the ninety nine percent is being utilized for heat in your home. So we've gotten to a really great spot where you don't necessarily have to sacrifice your comfort to to still save money. So as people are out looking at new uh, furnaces to to purchase for their home, or if they're looking at at a heat pump to uh, supplement on that heat with their house, those are very very efficient options. And you know. Keep the family happy. Keep yourself happy and comfortable. I think that's a great way to go. And then there's ways to look at the uh, at the dissipation of the heat um, outside of that realm of just the just the furnace and thermostat. All right, Eric. Well, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time on this Saturday. Thank you. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Yeah, and by the way, the website ksheating.com. That's KNS Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. Uh, serving the Twin Cities and the Rochester area. And you've heard Chad Hartman talk about uh, the good folks at KNS for a long time here on CCO. It is 532. Quick break. Uh, we'll have an update on the weather. And then we'll heat up the hot stove with Bob Bobby Nightingale from the Star Tribune. Uh, Bobby covers the Twins, and we'll get into that as we close in on the Twins Winter Caravan and Twins Fest here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. It is one of the first signs of spring in these parts, and that's uh, the Twins Winter Caravan. That gets started soon. And then, of course, Twins Fest at Target Field. We'll have a live broadcast two weeks from today. We'll be there from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, Vanita's going to be there. Chad Hartman's going to be there. Jason DeRosha, Henry Lake, uh, Chris Atterbury. A lot of great Twins guests. That's Twins Fest two weeks from today between 11 and 5. And then the countdown to pitchers and catchers in Fort Myers. Bobby Nightingale from the Star Tribune is all set to go. Bobby, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, here, here we go. Things are really ramping up quickly. Uh, hard to believe Twins Fest in two weeks. And then uh, we, we really move quick to pitchers and catchers. It's crazy. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today. Today, January thirteenth, and that's, I, I fly to uh, Fort Myers on February thirteenth, and then pitchers and catchers on the fourteenth. So, uh, just realized it's like, oh wow, this is you know we're a month away from real action, real real baseball. Yeah, and it, that, that's got to be a good feeling with the weather we've got going on right now, Bobby, in these parts to to be dreaming about Fort Myers. I know uh, there's a lot of work and some long days down there as you get ready for the season, but. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, definitely a good time, and I know uh, Twins fans really looking forward. And uh, the Twins have made some moves and and, and signed some players and got some deals done. Uh, Arbitration-eligible players, does anything stand out to you on that front? Not really. I mean, all those guys were – we knew they were going to be on the roster for next year. It's just a matter of kind of settling how the payroll is going to look. So none of that really changed in terms of Nick Gordon, the one guy who hasn't um, agree to terms. He could go to an arbitration hearing, but um, you know the difference is only whether he'll make an extra three hundred thousand dollars or not. So um, you know none of it affected kind of the roster um, in terms of who who is going to be on it. Just kind of uh, just the financial aspect, and you know it, just judging by it, I mean, it, it, judging by the offseason they've had, you can tell payrolls a, a little tighter than it has been. So um, you know that's kind of been the, the theme of the offseason. Yeah, and I think Twins fans are still kind of waiting for some moves to be made. There's some potential trades coming up, and that that could go well into to spring training. And in particular, uh, the future of Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler are names that keep coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think those are the two guys that you have to keep watching until spring happens, and maybe into spring. I mean, it's one of those. Um, you know, I, I don't think the TV deals are the sole impact on some of these teams. Um, you know, some teams would have cut payroll anyway, but um, I, I do think it's kind of not frozen the league, but there is some kind of 
trepidation in terms of, okay, let's get the TV thing figured out, um, which should be in the next week or two um, for the Twins and for a lot of the other teams that are, have deals with Valley Sports. And um, after that, I think maybe you could see a little bit more, whether it's free agency trades and um, obviously with spring training starting so soon, teams will there'll be a little bit more urgency because um, there's still there's still a handful of top free agents out there. So I, I think we'll start to see a little bit more action here uh, once the TV stuff gets done. Yeah, and Bobby, on that front, there, there's been a lot of coverage of that. There, there was talk that Amazon and Valley Sports uh, parent company Diamond Media uh, had something going on with Amazon, but MLB rejected that. Um, but as you pointed out, there are a lot of clubs, including the Twins, that are looking for some clarity on this front going forward, and the sooner the better in reality because ultimately wherever they end up, uh, the clubs and Major League Baseball are going to want people to get signed up for whatever this platform is or direct their fans where they can find the games. And I'm sure they would like to have some spring training telecasts to get people warmed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I know MLB wanted to have this done in December. Um, and yeah. then Valley Sports kind of asked for an extension and they're, they're trying to work things out. I mean, I mean, the big thing comes down to um, – not, not necessarily the Twins, because the Twins don't have a deal with them anyway right now, but like a team like the Rangers, they're, they're owed, I think, $110 million for next year, and right now they're, they're not sure what they'll get, whether you know, it could be $60 million, could be 90 could be zero. So, um, and, you know, there, there are some teams where it could drastically affect kind of what their payroll level could be. Um, so I, I think that's been kind of the big drag in terms of, you know, maybe a deal comes out soon where, and I think this is probably the most likely, is that, Valley Sports will get all the TV contracts for one more year, and then, um, you know, MLB will kind of take them all from there, uh, and then Valley Sports might go under. But I, I, I think, you know, just trying to get that settled, not just the Twins, but, I mean, just every team, it, it just seems like – I think there's 12 teams that are affected, um, so it's nearly half the league. Yeah, so a lot of uncertainty on that front around MLB as we move into the 24 campaign. Bobby Nightingale covers the Twins for the Star Tribune, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And as we get ready for 2024, we we, we talked about moves and the fact that Sonny Gray has moved on. Uh, he's with the St. Louis Cardinals. Kenta Maeda is now with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the Twins probably want to add some pitching but when you look at that everyday lineup um, and, and the fact that Jorge Polanco could ultimately move on, um, we're, we're waiting to see if uh, going into 24, if Byron Buxton is 100% healthy. I mean, that, there, there's, there's definitely some things to sort out going into the spring training. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, but I, th- I think they're in a, probably in a better position than they were maybe going into last season. Um, you know, I've heard some Twins officials make that point in terms of, um, you know, just things are a little bit more settled. You know, there, there were question marks going into last year, too. I mean, in terms of, like, you didn't know what Royce Lewis was going to be after knee surgery. And, um, you know, Buxton was probably more of a question mark last year than he was this year. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of those things were still up in the air this year. You know, offensively, if you look at it, I mean, Carlos Correa had, you know, probably the worst offensive season of his career. Byron Buxton had a disappointing year as a DH, um, and Royce Lewis only played, you know, 50-some games. So, I mean, you look at those three, um, you know, Buxton obviously is the biggest question mark in terms of how many games can you expect him to play, but um, a healthy Correa, a healthy Royce Lewis, I mean, that that already kind of takes the ceiling of your offense up. Um, Now pitching is obviously going to be the concern when you lose the guys you mentioned. 
Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, how do you replace those guys in the rotation? Yeah, and and that could come in the form of deals. Now, uh, sliding back to the uh, players that were eligible for arbitration, et cetera, I, I think a key guy for, for this club going forward and, and the deal got done was, was Kyle Farmer, six point, uh, just over $6 million. Um, Farmer's got a lot of versatility and, and, and proved to be an important guy for the club in 23. Yeah, I think he's kind of kind of like the wild card they have. I mean, I was a little surprised they, they held on to him all winter so far, um, just, just because of the $6 million when you talk about a team that's cutting payroll. Um, for a guy who's a backup infielder, I could see where okay, let's find a cheaper replacement there for you know for a million or two million. But um, he does he does afford some afford some nice insurance. Say you do trade Jorge Polanco, well then Kyle Farmer's role um, increases greatly. Um, and yeah. he's, he's also he's also a great backup shortstop plan. I mean, um, you know before they signed Carlos Correa, they had him he was kind of penciled in as the starting shortstop. Um, if something were to happen to Correa, I mean, that's that's kind of the guy they probably have to turn to, him or Royce Lewis um, at shortstop. So, um, and he, he also, I mean, I think he's still a trade candidate. He's a free agent after the upcoming season. Um, but he at least affords the nice depth in terms of if you do trade someone that's not him, um, you know, you, you are covered in the infield just because of his versatility. And then one other guy, you, you brought up Byron Buxton and Royce Lewis, and then, of course, Carlos Correa and some of the struggles they had in in 23 with with injuries and of course Correa's problems at the plate much of the season uh, Alex Kirilov is is another guy who who did get the deal done and uh, still a bargain by major league standards at 1.35 million and by the way Bobby has a story at the Star Tribune website about the players that uh, were arbitration eligible that signed is there's still upside with Kirilov in in what what he could mean to this club because, boy, when he's right, what a sweet swing. Yeah, and I think we got to see that a little bit in in the middle of the summer last year. I mean, obviously dealing with the wrist injuries, um, missed some time with the shoulder injury last year, but um, like that June to July kind of time frame. I mean, you kind of saw saw him start to put it together where um, not only was he hitting for average, but he was hitting home runs to the opposite field and. Um, showing his power a little bit and um, yeah I mean I, I think there's something there I mean even in September he struggled a little bit uh, and then you realize how bad his shoulder was and um, you know eventually it needed the surgery uh, surgical operation so um, yeah I think there's a lot of upside there I mean easy to forget he was kind of one of their top prospects for a long time uh, um, I, obviously first base or left field wherever you want to put him um, he should be able to hit so I mean that, that's the encouraging thing. And finally, Bobby, you know, as we get ready for spring training, and once again, winter caravan uh, heads out at annual tradition, and then, of course, it winds up with uh, the Diamond Awards and Twins Fest two weeks from today, and we'll be there, don't forget, live between 11 and 5, two weeks from today, January 27th at Twins Fest. We've got a ton of great coverage, a lot of great guests lined up. Uh, Vanita will, will be there, uh, Chad. Uh, Jason and Henry will be hosting. Chris Atterbury will be a part of the proceeding. Uh, we, we certainly look forward to that. What about some of the kids and some of the prospects? We, you keep hearing names climbing the ladder. Uh, do, do you see any of the any of the young guys making the club in 24? Who are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, I think probably the first one to think about is Austin Martin, um, a guy who he he was traded in the Jose Barreos trade. 
Um, has it, it, he was kind of considered a top 100 prospect at the time of the trade. Um, I think he was a top five pick in his draft class. His ceiling's probably gone down a little bit. He's a guy who hits more for average than power. Um, but he's a guy who he could play center field. He could play second base. Um, and if he does play center field, I mean, he, he's a guy who could split time with Buxton there, um, depending on how much Buxton can play center field. So I think he's a guy that you'll definitely see in 2024. Uh, and then Brooks Lee, he was their first-round pick in 2022, um, made it all the way to AAA in his first pro season. So um, kind of speaks to his talent level, um, a switch hitter, um, kind of – Kind of reminds me a little bit, not like playing style, but production-wise, a little bit of Jorge Polanco. So um, a versatile infielder. He's played shortstop all the way up. Um, obviously, with Correa there, he's probably going to have to move around a little bit and be more of a utility guy, but uh, a high-impact a high impact hitter um, for both average and power. Um, and so those are just two guys infield-wise. Pitching-wise, David Festa, um, he's one of their top pitching prospects. He finished the year in AAA. Um, and I, I don't know if I'd say he's their number six starter, but um, he might be pre- called on pretty early if they need starting pitching depth. Well, Bobby, it's always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, once again, here we go. Uh, once again, Twins Winter Caravan, Twins Fest. And then before you know it, you're going to be packing your bags for Florida. I know. It's coming up quick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, there he is, Bobby Nightingale from the Star Tribune, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. 11 minutes out in front of 6, we'll come back, we'll have a look at the scoreboard, and say goodnight, all the news at 6. And by the way, our sports coverage continues tomorrow with the huddle, starring Pete Najarian and Dave Schwartz. It's on the air from 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, We have learned Dave has a day off. Uh, The great Matthew Collar from Purple Insider will be sitting in for Dave alongside Pete Najarian between 10 a.m. and noon here on News Talk. E3O, WCCO. Gopher Hockey Robert Morris at 3M Arena at Mariucci later in St. Paul. Wild Hockey, the Arizona Coyotes, Matt Dumba in town tonight. Uh, The Wild got beaten overtime by the Flyers last night. But as Jess Myers reported, it looks like they're starting to get some people back. Uh, Philip Gustafson, the goaltender, Kirill Kaprizov, Jonas Brodeen, all on the comeback trail. So uh, maybe uh, things will start to turn for the Wild. It's definitely been a roller coaster ride. Big one for the Timberwolves Sunday night, Target Center. Kawhi Leonard, L.A. Clippers in town. That's a big showdown. Clip 25 and 13, Timberwolves 27 and 11. Two of the top teams in the NBA's Western Conference. Tomorrow night at 6 at Target Center. That should be a lot of fun. Bit of a surprise earlier in the day. Go for women's hockey. Got blown out this weekend by Ohio State. Buckeyes win 7 0 Friday night, 6 1 in a matinee today at Ritter Arena. That, that has got to be one of the biggest beatdowns in the history of that proud program. That's ugly. Getting outscored 13-1 to on home ice. By the way, a professional women's hockey league tomorrow in St. Paul, XL Energy Center, Minnesota against New York. They'll be in Ottawa on Wednesday. Minnesota 3-0 and out of the game. Josh Wheeler, I believe you'll be in the house tomorrow. I will. I will be in the house nice. for tomorrow's game. Uh, and by the way, if you want to talk about a really good college women's team, 
I'm just going north of the city, St. Cloud State. Uh, as of last week, at least, they were number nine in the nation, and they are just a phenomenal hockey program. And, uh, yeah, they are doing pretty good as well. But, yeah, women's professional hockey. Who would have thought we'd say that in 2024? It's been quite a run so far uh, for the new inaugural season of the undefeated PWHL Minnesota yet to have a nick, uh, nickname, but uh, we'll get there when it's uh, yeah when we need to. We're still winning games. We're 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 it's, it, we're currently occupied right now with winning thirteen thousand plus for the opener, close to five for game two, and then of course tomorrow at three with the weather challenges and the wind chill advisories. Uh, we'll see what they get in the building tomorrow, but uh, certainly a great story out of the gate. Three and zero NFL. Uh, Joe Flacco uh, coming down to earth for the Cleveland Browns. Back-to-back pick sixes, and Houston is routing Cleveland. The Texans now lead at 44-14 to early in the fourth at NRG Stadium in Houston. But once again, uh, Flacco on back-to-back possessions throws pick sixes. One was just a dreadful decision. Uh, threw it up for grabs, and it was returned for a touchdown, and then uh, threw another pick six. So uh, the Brownies are done. Uh, the Texans will advance, and they have a quarterback, C.J. Stroud. He's a real deal. He is the real deal, yeah. Josh. Yeah, he is fun to watch. He's super explosive. Um, oh. I can't lie to you. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure who was going to be the, I guess, front runner for. Uh, I guess MVP, if you will, for the rookies at least. And uh, CJ Stroud is like, you (laughs) talk about an organization that was in a really tough spot with the Deshaun Watson debacle. And they've pretty much pulled themselves out of the, you know, six feet under position. And they are riding high on a new breath of fresh air with this CJ Stroud run this season. And Houston, they have it rolling, they have it figured out. It's kind of an incredible story. Uh, with this NFL season. It might be yeah. even the top story of the yeah. season. What, what a turnaround. Dolphins Chiefs tonight in the cold of Kansas City, and then on Sunday, Green Bay and Dallas at 3.30, and then uh, the L.A. Rams visit Detroit to play the Lions tomorrow night. Steelers-Bills move from Sunday to Monday. That'll be a matinee on Martin Luther King Jr. Day at 3.30, and then the nightcap, Philly at Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers, so still plenty of football on the way. Stay warm. One more look at that weather. Uh, we're at zero. Our wind chill 21 below. Winds out of the west at 18, gusting to 31. And get used to the cold and the wind. Wind chill advisory tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, Monday, Monday night. And then it finally expires on Tuesday. But a chilly week ahead. Big thanks to Josh Wheeler. Big thanks to all our guests. I'm Steve Thompson. Have a great Saturday night here at CCO. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.